And now it's time for distraction. They would have called it good material, but it's not. Um, I'm sort of a master of distraction. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yes! Now this is what I imagined. Okay, welcome back to Distraction, episode 18. Our podcast can now legally vote. It can buy lottery tickets. And I I don't know what else you can really do at 18. A lot was, of stuff, I guess. I was going to say, you're going to get to a point here soon where these numbers, you can no longer tell you what you can do at that age. Well, yeah, I mean, next big episode is 21. We can drink. 25, rent a car. That's it, really. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're getting to the end. This is, <laughs> once we get to 25, we're pretty much downhill from there. Then you're waiting for retirement age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, welcome back. It's actually going to be, if you don't hear any, any voices, because it's just me and Jordan. Uh, we're getting, people said we have good chemistry. You kind of want to test that. It's it's nice having a guest there to kind of jump in every once in a while. But now we're just me and Jordan kind of talking, going back and forth. It's a little banter, maybe a little shirt talking. Um, we were supposed to have another guest on who lives in New Mexico, but he didn't respond to us. So he's not invited right now. Yeah, I think that should be just an, if you don't respond at all, you're never, you're never welcome back. Oh, well, never. I, so uh, I texted him, said, you know, hey, you free Wednesday? He said, yes. And he's like, for what? And then I mentioned what it was for, and he never got back to me. Ooh. So I meant maybe. He just ghosted you. He did. It was tough. Yeah, you got ghosted. I, I'll give him another chance, possibly. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, though. But we're going to get to uh, notes from wife. We're going to get to uh, stuff. We're going to pretty much get to know each other this episode. Kind of do like a little, not recap, but just see who your hosts are. We're going to you know, peel the onion, as they say. It's a good time to do so. And then right now, Jordan, I can tell Jordan has his cat by him. My dog is on my lap, being a little more quiet than your animal. So. Uh, I was hoping you didn't hear that. Yeah, for first step, we both had pets. Yes. There you go. Learning something already. The last episode, he sat right next to me the entire time and didn't make a noise. But look at him now. <laughs> look at him go. Yep. God, hey, it's no. episode 18, big episode. Yeah. He's, he's, he's excited. <laughs> yeah, my dog is out of my lap right now. He's not moving. Let's let's jump into it. Let's get our notes from wife. What do we got? So she took a break this week. We usually do notes from wife where my wife will uh, provide us some feedback. She said, Tim gets to skip TV talk time all the time. So I'm skipping notes from my wife this week. See, that's a little controversial because I'm doing it in – as a sacrifice to the podcast. So when we, she says we got to go a little long in news, I take my segment out based on, you know, going long in a segment. So it's pretty much me doing a sacrifice at that point, making sure we don't run long. Cause we obviously want the podcast to be in a certain time zone. Where we're not going too long. So you know what? I'll take, I don't like that uh, little notes. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll let her know. I'm stubborn. I'm not, she can rebuttal. If she wants to, to be honest with you. I think she's an episode behind. I didn't remember our last episode that well. Oh, well, we got named as a podcast of the day. Did you see that? Oh, we did indeed. I retweeted it from like all my three burner accounts. <laughs> Thank you. I, was, I thought those numbers were high. 
Yeah, uh, I have two burner baseball accounts that I just follow all baseball stuff. So those are <laughs> those are helpful. Those are helpful in the clout for getting the distraction tweets back up. But yeah, we're we're a podcast of the day. That was two days ago, and now we're gonna get thousands of views from here on out. Can't wait. So we did notes. We did that. Let's get to sexy uh, ad read by Jordan. And we have we, do we have two ad, ads now? We have two ads. We're moving up in the world. Wow. I, I think in the future we should spread the ads out, but I think we're doing both ads back to back, correct? Yes, I think. Yeah, you're right. Going forward, we should probably do two ad breaks. They're both, you know, like 60 seconds long. Um, but for today, we'll do them back to back. But right. going forward, we'll, we'll make sure it's better. Yeah, shout out to Drake. And now it's time for news. Of course, no one can see this news program, so it doesn't really matter what we say. And we're not talking about Huey Lewis in the news. But I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. We're talking about facts. You can't handle the truth. All right, so now it's time for news. Um, And as you know, we had the Super Bowl this past weekend. There was a lot coming out of that. And a lot of news on top of that. So we got quite a few topics to get to this week. But I also want to tease at the end of this episode, we have something special. We're going to rank all of the guest hosts we've had on so far. Are you excited for yeah, this? I, I, yeah, I have a description of each guest and what they did right and wrong. And so I'm really ready to break this all down. Like in four, Some people are going to get mad at this. Oh, yeah. Some people are gonna, I think it's gonna be one person that's happy. The rest gonna be like mad, like very mad. So there, we'll- yeah, there's some people we're gonna praise pretty well, but there's some other people that honestly they're not coming back. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Okay, so yeah, let's get <laughs> let's, let's do news first. Yeah. Okay, so first uh, Super Bowl trailers. Let's get to those. There were quite a few. Um, I we weren't sure how many were going to take place during the Super Bowl itself because a lot of people. A lot of studios have determined that it's maybe not the best use of their money to, you know, spend millions and millions of dollars on 30 seconds during the Super Bowl, um, especially for properties that you've heard of. But there was a lot out there, including three from Disney, two of which were Marvel movies. So you had uh, the Avengers had another uh, quick trailer, uh, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4. Those were your Disney. Uh, We had an us trailer which is jordan peele's movie so speaking of toy story 4 uh us and then twilight zone is another jordan peele thing uh coming to cbs streaming uh in april i believe and we also had hobbs and shaw and a new handmaid's tale trailer any of these stand out to you yeah so i kind of want to start off and say the best trailer that i saw not necessarily the best movie but the best trailer i saw I think by far was Hobbs and Shaw. I think it gave you the most action, the most kind of character recognition, and the most this like bang for your buck type of scenes that we're getting in there. Like some of the trailers that we had were very short and kind of one scene, while Hobbs and Shaw showed the most action throughout the movie or trailer, which really got me going. I think. In, in yeah, sense. and it it really honestly did grab your attention. And it's funny to look back at how like this series has started with the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise and. You know, it started with just, you know, scams they were pulling. And now... Wait, hold look. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is from Fast and Furious? Yeah. See, like, I mean, I don't know if this is new. So, obviously, we're getting to know each other. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious. I think I said it in an episode before. Yeah, So I, I forgot Hobbs about that. Was, I thought Hobbs and Shaw was like a new movie that's made out of nowhere. I didn't know it was based on old characters. Oh, that's yeah. This is a spinoff from two characters from Fast and the Furious. 
So they are. This is the first Fast and the Furious spinoff. So it's you're not seeing as many cars, but you're still seeing a lot of the weird, like over the top, dramatic action that yeah. you would get in the more recent uh, Fast and the Furious films. It's funny to come from street racing to now all of a sudden you got super spies with somebody's got uh, Idris Elba's got like literal superpowers. Like, yeah, it's gone I'm a ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> shook it because I mean. I've never never seen any movies, but I'm still very interested in this. Do I have to know anything about the Fast and Furious characters to like this movie now? I'm pretty sure you just need to know that those two don't get along very well, but they have that worked together easy. in the past. That's that it. is perfect. That's all I need to know. The rest of this action and doing crazy stuff and stuff, doing stuff, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lots, I say stuff a lot too. So lots of shirt. Yeah, lots of shirts going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one definitely stuck out. I think. My most interesting fact one was from Avengers trailer. Oh, I want to know what your fact is. Okay, so it's not a fact. It's more of a, a theme that happened in this Avengers trailer. So when people broke it down kind of uh, picture by picture in the Avengers trailer, when the Avengers were all together, there was kind of almost a Photoshop inside of the uh, the trailers where it was like, you're missing a person right here. It was a, too big of a gap between people. Right. Where they think it could be a missing person in there that they don't want to show yet because it's kind of spoiling some other things. Which is something that's been dating back to Captain America's Civil War, uh, where they originally removed Spider-Man from all of the trailers. Mm -hmm. um, there were scenes that was set up, but if you go back and look at the trailers, Spider-Man was digitally removed. So yeah. now people are starting to look at all these trailers that come out after the fact, and they're like, okay, here's a gap. Who could have been there? So if it wasn't for the, like, their history of doing this, we probably wouldn't be looking at it this way, but they, they literally have done this continuously and they did it in infinity war as well. There were several characters that are added and removed from some of the trailer scenes. And there's some trailer scenes that never even appeared in the movie. So um, rumor is that all of the scenes that you've seen in the first two quote unquote trailers that we've gotten from Endgame, they're all from the first 20 minutes of the film. So okay. they're trying very hard not to spoil anything. That's very good. And and who do you think that mystery person is? Because obviously I think I know who it is. But yeah, a lot of people were. Yeah, I'm not quite sure who there's a lot of speculation all over the place. And I'm not sure who would be there. That would be a big spoiler. I'm saying it, maybe it's Captain Marvel or it's Iron Man while Captain Marvel's coming down from the sky. I think it's one or the other. Uh, somebody, yeah, it I looks like they're all looking up at something in amazement. Fair. I was going to say Captain Marvel was the obvious choice. Yes. Just based on the relativity, they want to see that movie first and then kind of release that afterwards. So I guess we can jump right in the Captain Marvel trailer. I didn't think it really added anything new. No. I think we saw, we saw what we needed to see already in the other ones. So it didn't really do anything for me this trailer. I think they kind of wasted money in this one, to be honest. Yeah, but, I think they're just, yeah, obviously trying to stay in your public consciousness because it's coming out so soon. Uh, we're a, a month away. Yeah. So as much as I do want to see this movie, I think this trailer did nothing for me at all. Yeah, I agree. We've seen pretty much everything from it. It was just recuts of maybe a little bit of addition. I've, I've seen enough. I'm, I'm going to see the movie. I don't really want to see anymore. Like, honestly, if they just would have spent five seconds and all you saw was the Captain Marvel, like, title, that would have been enough. Because yeah, I've, I've seen enough. Yeah, Marvel, get us a job. We can help you out a little bit. <laughs> we talk about it enough to get a job with them. The one that stood out to me is the Twilight Zone. And almost 
Yep. And I, I was happy to see, because I knew that Jordan Peele was the creator behind it. I didn't know he was actually going to be the host of the show. So that's cool. And I'm excited about it. Um, and if you don't know much about the Twilight Zone, because when it was originally on the air, um, it was before most of our time, uh, most of our listeners' time. It is an equivalent to Black Mirror, um, where they go into these alternate realities and these weird things, strange coincidences and weird stories and stuff. So um, the only thing that got me, and I didn't realize this, was this is on CBS All Access, which is their streaming platform. So the only other show they have on that right now is like a Star Trek series. Um, but that really bought, like annoyed me because I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy that series. I'm not going to go pay for that streaming service. So I know that you said that really got you. I mean, the real, like not headline, but the really thing that started it off was the fake commercial or the fake TV. Yeah. So when that happened, I thought my TV was freezing. I'm like, oh, my God, like, well, I'm going to have to like, what is going wrong with my TV? So that was a very good trick. I liked it. It got my attention right away, and it'll make you want to keep watching more. Then you have to see Jordan Peele, and you're interested still by that. And uh, I thought the commercial was well done. Even if even if you didn't want to see Twilight Zone, the commercial got you hooked on it right away with the fake TV going out. Yep, you know about it now. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I unfortunately didn't see it live. I missed the beginning of it. All of a sudden, I look uh, up and Jordan Peele's walking through a door, and I'm like, "Oh, dang! I missed it." So when I went back and watched it later, I'm like, oh, this would have been kind of impactful. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't see it live, it, it ruins the whole thing. I guess. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not as impressive when it's not live. Yeah. That was definitely one of the ones that stuck out to me just based on a, a whole commercial, not even just uh, not even just like part of the trailer stuff. So that was very d- well done, I thought. Yeah. Any interest in Toy Story 4? Yeah. So that I mean, that one was very short and sweet. It was this one scene of the like probably the movie. Just a Buzz Lightyear kind of tricking these other new toys into playing with them, but uh, it came at it's just I mean it came at the end of the Super Bowl. Like I was about to go home mm-hmm. and just like kind of chill out, and all of a sudden it just showed up. I got, got my attention. I'm like, all right, sitting back down, watched it. It's a funny scene. Is what I wanted, I guess. It wasn't really too much. You didn't get any spoilers or anything. It was it was well done. Yeah, I think the more key and peel I get in Toy Story Four, the happier I'll be. Um. But overall, I think I'm a little less excited for this as it as I see more from mm. these. It wasn't trailers. that much. It didn't show you much. Yeah, I, I know. I think I'm just realizing that I'm kind of over it. Like, I wish they would have just been done. Like, what's the story? The, supposedly, the story now is that the girl that they went to go live with in Toy Story Three wasn't that nice to them. Uh, they went to go find Bo Peep, who's living at the fair, who is now like. She's no longer like a damsel in distress. She's like action Bo Peep. So I don't know. It's 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 a lot. Like, and they hire literally a toy that is Keanu Reeves, that is basically John Wick, to help find her sheep. I, I don't know. it's a little much for me. I get it. I do get it. But Toy Story Three was one of those movies like that almost kind of gets uh, one of the like, best Toy Story movie. Yeah. Some people say to people have their opinions, but. How can you quit on your prime? Like, if your Toy Story 3 is the best one, how do you retire? Then you got to at least give it another shot. And you can make a bunch of money off it anyway. Even if it's a money grabber, they're making a bunch of money off this movie no matter what. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to make a lot of money. And I'm going to go see it. I will see it. It's just mm-hmm. uh, I'm not as excited as I was when it was announced. No, like, that's fair. I, so I kind of wish it would just be done. Yeah, other than that, I, I mean, the Handmaid's Tale trailer. I didn't. I don't think you can remember the Us trailer that much. But the Handmaid's Tale trailer. Ugh. 
I didn't remember that one either. So those, I mean, other than those, I remember most of the trailers that we're seeing. Yeah, it's a lot of Jordan Peele. If you notice, three of these uh, have Jordan Peele in it. Good for him. Good Shout for out him. Jordan. He's taking over the Super Bowl. He was more interesting than the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, and we'll continue to do pass or play. Uh, I forgot to announce it off the top, but I knew we were going to talk about these trailers. So pass or play, I don't even really think we need to get into this, but the new season of The Challenge was announced. Maybe you play can it. fill me in on this because I'm not quite sure. Okay, I might have this make my TV's Tim Talk Time thing because I want to talk a little bit into depth about it. So, one, The Rock is the new show, The Gladiator Show on yeah. NBC, is stealing all the challenge, like little challenges that they have. It's ridiculous. All these like puzzle slash uh, physical challenges that they do on The Rock Show, they do on the challenge all the time. And, really? it's, and obviously, a little more weight and a little more like uh, heights and stuff, but they're doing the same exact thing that's making me mad. Because the challenge is just like that, plus the drama, plus the romance, plus all that. Like, I don't. When some other show tries to do the same stuff, the challenge does. It makes me mad. Even if it's The Rock. Yeah, I've never seen either. Well, I guess you maybe watched the one thing of the challenge, but I had not watched The Rock show. It's just a thing I don't watch. But yeah, I guess it just depends on how you package it. Because there's shows all the time that are copying off of each other. Correct. And then obviously, I think this the challenge is great too because one. You get all these old characters that you know from like 10 years ago that still do the show. And you don't want it to get too old as well. So they are bringing a bunch of new cast members in this year. And before the show starts, they're doing a pre-show, which will kind of spotlight all the new people on the show. So you kind of get to know them before you get into it. So I do like that aspect of it, bringing in new fresh meat against the veterans. And it kind of brings this rivalry in that doesn't even have any legs on it yet. But it'll, it'll definitely be fighting going on and a bunch of drama. Nice. I love yeah, I was going to ask you, what's different about this season that hasn't been done before? Because what, they're, they're on season 10? Season 10? What would you say? What season is this of the challenge? Oh, like 33 or something like that. Maybe Holy the 40s. cow. Yeah, they've been around for a while. It's probably like 33 or something like that. Oh, so they're up there with uh, Big Brother. Yeah, they do like three seasons per year, about Ooh. a little more. So they do that. like they do spinoffs as well. So I mean, we don't have to go too much detail because you don't like the show, but <laughs> it's very good. We we uh, moved our podcast up because I, I'm going to have a challenge watching party tomorrow yes, on so. Wednesday night. Yeah, so we are taping this on Tuesday. So if any other news comes out, we're not talking about it. All right, moving on to the Oscars. I know we talked about this earlier about the host, how Kevin Hart had backed out after some old tweets popped up. Pass or play. We got we to gotta play. All right. have to. All right. What do you think? Do you want to start off? Uh, I think it's an awful idea. So it's do I. It's such a cop-out. God, they are so stupid. I mean, Kevin Hart, they fall into this PC trap where, like, you, if anything happens bad in the last 10 years, they can't host a show. And then they're like, you know what? The better option is no host. The only thing that could save it is if they do a surprise host the night of. They just trick us. No, I, I think it's just going to – they're just – going to have a great opening number and then from there you're never going to see the host again it'll be different people welcoming you to and from and announcing all the awards and that's what it's going to be which i think is fine it could work but that opening monologue is going to be missed i feel like because that that was always my thing monday morning as i would go back on youtube and i'd rewatch the opening monologue that was always my favorite part because now i don't even know what they're going to do i'm sure it'll just be plethora of different actors and actresses going out there and doing their thing it, it's going to be different you know the host isn't really necessary i think 
when you get into the actual show because all they're doing is introducing like the next presenters. So I could see how the show goes on fine without it. Um, but I am going to miss, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel aspect of it. Yeah, it's, it's all about the opening monologue, honestly. So when you start the, you watch the E! Network uh, red carpet show, my mom loves that. It's mom approved. She watches like two hours of that, which is a little ridiculous, but I mean, that's her favorite <laughs> part of the show. And you go into the monologue, you watch that like first 10 minutes. You watch the first award, you're like, all right, this is boring. I'm going to come back when the, the good awards come. So you forget the host after the first 10 minutes for the most part, but you still know who the host is every year. And you kind of judge off that. Like, okay, like Neil Patrick Harris was a good host. Like, yeah. Here, you know if they do a good job, like a halftime show. Right. They're there for 15 minutes, and, you know, Maroon 5 obviously got busted up a little bit. They're saying Adam Levine with his shirt off was like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's great. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's it takes 15 minutes to make the message across of you did a good job or you did a bad job. That's all right. it takes. And to take the Oscar host away is pretty much taking that recognition away as well from this Oscars. Right. And it keeps the show going. And I know this year they're trying really hard to keep the show moving along. Like they're going to be announcing some of the uh, awards that people don't really care about during the commercial breaks. Um, so. I don't know if this is a step in the direction that they're trying to go to get better viewership because it is a very, very long, you know, ceremony. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think, you know, thinking of like Ellen's, remember Ellen's selfie that like smashed records, like when she had all those yeah. stars in the background. I mean, she she kept the show going during the parts that were, you know, the lull of the show. And you're going to miss that now without the host. Yeah, I hate when fake act or fake people go into the crowd and kind of make the actors do stuff. Like just off the like just being awkward. I hate when people do that. <laughs> like, I, like I don't want to play your games. Like stop. They try to give like people like uh, shots in the crowd and the in the audience for some award show. And I was like, this is awkward. Like stop doing this, please. Yeah, a lot of those other award shows they get really weird with it. I think the Oscars have done a good job of. I think most for the most part the people are in on the gags, so it goes over a little bit better. But it, yeah, once you get to like the MTV Movie Award, what was it like? Was it Spider-Man that came down? No, it was, was it, uh, it was one of the Borat characters. Didn't he come down from the ceiling or something onto somebody's uh, lap at like the MTV Awards? Yeah, it sounds pretty awkward and terrible. Yeah, it was. I like when they do the, uh, someone's watching in a theater nearby and they take like seven celebrities and bring them into that theater. Like, hey, look at seven celebrities. That's that's fun. Yeah, See? I think Kimmel did a good job because, I mean, that's, that's his daily routine, right? So, I mean, yeah. it's no, not... Not out of the realm for him to do that. Yeah, but yeah, dumb, dumb and Oscars. Um, work on that. Hire Billy Eichner. Shout out Billy Eichner. Uh, and speaking of Billy Eichner, uh, it was just announced today that Billy Eichner will be writing and starring in a new rom-com produced by Judd Apatow, and it's going to be directed by the guy who directed uh, Neighbors, Nick Stroller. Pass or play? We got to play. I mean, it's, that's, it's Billy Eichner. It's Billy Eichner. We got to play. He hasn't been mentioned in a couple weeks about... I know. We usually have some news about him, but we didn't have any sort of way to bring him in. But here we go. So I'm I'm not into the show yet. I'm going to wait until I see trailers and what it's all about. Billy Eichner is a very loud person in general. So yeah. I'm going to be a good supporting cast around him for me to actually judge it. Ask Judd Apatow and, you know, doing the whole neighbor's cast. That's a good, you know, good starting point. But... Rom-coms are hard sometimes, and we talk. We're going to talk about rom-coms soon. We keep talking about us talking about rom-coms. We will get to it, 
But uh, yeah, I want to see the supporting cast and how it goes. Yeah, I'd like to see who's starring opposite of him. Uh, supposedly, it's two men that have uh, commitment issues, um, and both of them trying gonna... to c- come together. What's that? I thought you were going to say two chains. I'm like, that's going to be an interesting duo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two chains and Billy Eichner. <laughs> no, uh, have you ever seen the TV show? Uh, what is it? Is it difficult? No, it's not difficult. People. Uh, what is it? Col- Friends from College on Netflix. He, I've heard of it. Heard good things. So I, I, I watched the first. I think I watched most of the first season. He's in that, and he plays a more subdued role. Um, I think he's probably playing more him himself as opposed to the Billy on the Street caricature that he's created. Uh, and I think that character would definitely be a good. You, you know, starring role. I think he could carry a film. I don't think it needs, yeah. I don't think we're going to see Billy on the street. It's going to be somebody that's more, a little less over the top. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be good. But once again, just got to see trailers, supporting cast and see how they work together. I can, I can usually tell by a trailer or a first episode of obviously I, I have my Buffalo Wildings analogy that I use for, <laughs> for episodes. So I, I, I shouldn't know by the first episode or two if I like the show or not. Well, this is a, uh, this is a movie, not a show. Oh, well, first 10 minutes. <laughs> first trailer. Yeah, first trailer. Okay. Uh, and then, speaking of shows, Modern Family will be calling it quits after the next season. Pass or play? Gotta play. Gotta play. Are you a big Modern Family fan? Do you watch it? I'm a, I'm a huge Modern Family fan. Only I'm a, It's my dad's favorite show of all time. I, if I, if I ever watch TV with my dad, we're watching Modern Family reruns the whole time. We're we're watching on demand. We're, it's his it's his life. I wanted to get him like a Modern Family like T shirt. I mean, he wouldn't wear it, but I meant he would love it. Like Dad approved John Wick and Modern Family for my dad. So <laughs> there we go. We can stamp it again. It's a tough loss for Modern Family. I wish they would have killed someone off better too. I mean, to make it more sad, but I, that's a little too real, I guess. Blackish went that way for the real realness, and I kind of got. Uh, thrown off by it i don't know if you watch the show at all no they got a little they got a little too real at the end i'm like it was kind of getting awkward how real it was so i think modern family i guess you know keeping it the same as they always do one more season kind of the hoorah season hopefully they kind of just show you know where they are now type of thing when they get older right and that'll be a good ending to it i'm excited for it i'm not sure they're gonna do that because there has been talks although nothing's confirmed about some potential spinoffs um i think the show itself has gotten extremely expensive uh with sofia vergara being like the the highest paid actress on tv by a long long way really and, oh yeah like she oh, makes sure. a lot and um Who's the actress that plays Claire from? And then she's Julie Bowen. Yeah, she's in the top I four. So I love Julie Bowen. She deserves it. Yes, I mean they they all do. It's a great cast, but the adult cast itself, I think it's the most expensive show on TV. So I don't know that it was always going to go that far. And supposedly, if Disney didn't buy out Fox, it was unlikely to even return for another season. So since well, that went through, it's a little bit cheaper for Disney to produce at least one more season. They're gonna send it off and then hopefully the younger kids they're talking about they might pick up with the spinoff ah oh, that's lame the, yeah the, the old the parents were the best parts of the show right i mean the kids were like yeah i don't know if i want to watch an entire show with Haley. it's just it, <laughs> oh I, can i ask them really quick for my uh fantasy football lineup last week 
I was going to pick Manny Delgado as my kicker. <laughs> that would have been a good one. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I remember that now. But you should have Cam as your coach. Yeah, he would have. He's trying not to be too PC. He's got to play by the rules, but I mean, he's a tough, you know, get down at a coach. Um, but I was going to say too. You know what? Oh yeah, Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen somehow got younger from when she was in Billy Madison. You can't even like, how is that the same person at some point? Uh, yeah, producer Tim's right. She was in uh, Happy Gilmore, not Billy Madison. They're all the same movie. I said that last week, too. I was between, like, Forrest Gump and saying Billy Madison and all those movies. So thank you, Producer Tim, for that little correction. That's why you're here. <laughs> it's nice to have Producer Tim back. Uh, moving on to our second-to-last topic, uh, Taika Waititi, uh, he directed Thor Ragnarok. A lot of people have been petitioning for him to take over for James Gunn to, to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But he says he won't. He doesn't want to touch that because he believes that's James Gunn's film, uh, pass or play. Much respect. That's awesome. He's like he's respecting the biz right there. That's a that's a baller move. Yeah, I'm all about that. Well, I think he's in Disney's good graces, and it, I don't think that he could do any wrong. It's not going to hurt him in any way. I think they'll give him another Thor movie if you know Thor survives this. But yeah, I I see the problem. You know, you, but. At the end of the day, like if you're friends with James Gunn and you know that like he worked hard, so supposedly they're keeping his script, and you you kind of almost want your friend's film to be in good hands. And if they're not going to give the film back to him, wouldn't you rather take it and be like, "Hey man, I'll take care of you. Like, slip me some notes on the side. I'll make sure this is done the way you, you envisioned it," instead of yeah, I'm all- some random person. Yeah, I'm all for that. You said it well, so I'm not going to really go any farther than that. I will comment on the two names that we mentioned, uh, Taki Watiti. <laughs> so um, first, that name. Taika. Me, have, have you seen Taika? Taika? Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. So it reminds <laughs> me of Burning Love. Have you seen that show? It's like a Bachelor spinoff? No. I have. That'll be my recommendation. Actually, that'll be my, you know, if we do a wager, that's going to be my show you make you watch. It's called Burning Love. It's a, a spinoff of The Bachelor. So it's, it's, it's a mock it's a, a mock show of The Bachelor. They oh, make I, fun of everything. Okay. Um, they have a bunch of bunch of cameos, uh, like Ben Stiller's on the first couple episodes. They have a bunch of people. So it's definitely worth watching. But, like, this guy, her name is TT, but he kept calling her Titty. You <laughs> like, can't stop calling her that because she's you know, big boobs or whatever you want to call it. I don't know how they say it in the good place. Uh, but yeah, that that was funny. Then also the name James Gunn is such a powerful name. Like I would not mess with a guy named James Gunn. Well, if I showed you his picture, you probably wouldn't think that. he's he's a complete and utter you know nerd like myself. But he's uh, a, <laughs> probably not a waste. Of, yeah, waste of a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. All right, last topic. This has been rumored for a very long time. Ben Affleck is officially out as Batman. Um, they announced that they will be moving forward with the new film in 2021. And he will not be attached to it. Uh, there are some names already circling to replace him, including Robert Pattinson and Army Hammer. Pass or play? Okay, we got to play. The name Army Hammer. Now, is this guy cool? Army Hammer? You don't know Army Hammer? That guy, that's an awesome name. Have you seen The Social Network? Yeah, is he one of the Winklevoss twins? He's both of them, yes. <laughs> oh, like Mary-Kate and Ashley type situation. He is the Winklevi. 
or Lindsay Lohan, not Mary Kay Ashley. Olsen. Yeah, I know what you're. Uh, what did she mean? What did Lindsay Lohan play? The the Parent Trap. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Winklevoss. The Winklevoss twins. The Winklevi. Yeah. So he he invented <laughs> Facebook. Yes. Yeah, I'm in for this guy. I mean, he he can do it all. I would say no to Robert Pattinson. He is a vampire turning into a bat. I don't like the the way he's going with that. Too too close to call. Yeah, I think my mom would be in for him. She was definitely Team Edward, but I don't know. He's not who I would cast. And Army Hammer, honestly, I would love for Henry Cavill to stay Superman, but he has since left that role as well. Army Hammer, I think, could be a good Superman. Yeah, and he looks like Superman. I would rather see him as Superman. And honestly, yeah, and I think we should get into this at another point because there's a lot of like these really iconic roles that are out there, uh, including Wolverine, which supposedly might get recast now that it's going to be in the MCU. Like, we should get into like who we think would be a great, you know, fit for these. But for Batman, I think Taron Edgerton. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Kingsman. But he's the main character in that. I think he'd be a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we'll we'll say that for the episode where we do all that. But I I don't know who that is, so <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know names that well. I guess I, I meant yeah. I just don't remember. So so to get to know Tim, Tim doesn't know names of actors most of the time. He just well, spitballing most of the time. That's fine. I'd like to get to know Tim and Tim's TV talk time. Oh yeah. So okay. So I mean, like like your wife said already. Uh, Tim likes to skip TV talk time because Tim usually doesn't do them now. He just waits to the last second. And I say it's because I, you know, we're running out of time, but it's it's pretty much a lie. I was going to do um, a Hamilton rap about our podcast because I just saw Hamilton uh, this past weekend, but I did not do the rap. So I will just say I enjoyed Hamilton very much. My first Broadway play it was a good first one to see. It, it seemed like it was in touch with the millennials and kind of this like, into the modern era of like trends today, as well as kind of going back to the 1780s. That was well done. The stage was well used. Music was great. Boom. There wasn't TV. I know. I don't have anything. I just, that's, <sighs> there are no rules. Yeah, I know. It's TV. If I put like a box around my, my face, like what's the difference? I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a really <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. I, I didn't have anything. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Let's move on. Let's, okay. Let's let's go back to our discussion. We're getting to know the host. So another thing about the host, Tim, he doesn't do much research at the beginning. Not research. No, I research, but I don't like to go in depth too much. Way, Way to, to talk, talk about yourself in the third person. person. Thank you. So <laughs> I meant we we do want to, you know, not dive deep, but get to know what we like, what we don't like for movies and kind of see where that goes. I mean, we're not, it's a kind of a general topics we have for this. So uh, do you want to start us off Jordan with a topic? Yeah. You kind of sprung this on me pretty recently. By recently, I mean within five minutes of the show starting. Uh, yep. So I did not do as much research into this as I would probably like to do. But the first topic you brought up was nostalgia movie. What movie do you remember from when you were a kid? So, so, me and you might be taking, you know, kid a little differently, uh, but I'm going to say Lord of the Rings was the movie that I grew up with, I think, from the elementary school through middle school, like, range. Like, that's, that trilogy, that was, like, 
my movie right there. Movies. Those are the ones that bring me back to childhood. I remember seeing those with my my family. They would they would come out. I think I don't remember if it was around Thanksgiving or Christmas, but we would go as a family. We would watch them together. So it's it reminds me of childhood, and I like that. It reminds me of family. Yeah, and I think one thing that happens with me and you too, we have very different ideas of what is what for like most of our subjects that we do. I think that makes it kind of interesting though. You kind of get two different mindsets of what we're thinking about. Because my nostalgia movie was when I was a kid, kid, when you're like a teenager, you're not the, what you were thinking, but uh, just when you think of a kid, you think of open up your VHS tapes with a little like stickiness that opens up and you kind of get to see that VHS. Yeah. You get to put it in. That's when you're a kid. So I'm going to say the Lion King. That's the one that sticks out most to me. When I think of it, of open up the VHS, that's what's in there for me. And it's stuck with me like for my whole, like Lion King is still talked about now to, like today. And it's just one of those classic movies that you don't forget. Right. And so are you excited for the new one? Or are you worried yeah. they're ruin it? A little, a little worried, but the actors and actresses they have in it are awesome. So you still got to have high hopes for it. But the Lion King one, you can't really outdo. You just got to have your expectations set a little lower and enjoy it. There we go. So do you want to start off with uh, your favorite movie soundtrack? Yeah, so I, I, once again, these topics I put on myself five minutes as well. So that when you saw the, the things, I saw the things. So my, <laughs> I, I had two choices. I'll say my first one first that really sticks out to me, and this is another nostalgia one, is the Space Jam soundtrack. There's so many good songs in the Space Jam soundtrack, and I'm a little worried. I'm not worried. I'm excited to see what the soundtrack is for Space Jam 2 because it has a lot of high expectations to be another really good soundtrack. Yeah, what's going to be the next Fly Like an Eagle? R. Kelly. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're, we're an anti R. Kelly podcast. For yeah. Sure. Hey, I didn't say his name. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's going to, it's going to be something good. I mean, they have a really good uh, cast of directors and everything. Obviously, LeBron's going to be working with it a lot. And they had the director from black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Ryan Coogler. I don't know. I just, I just have good, I have good faith in that they're going to really do justice to the soundtrack again. Yeah. For the first Space soundtrack, there's so many hits that just go on forever. And Ryan Coogler traditionally has really great music in his film. So that's a, that's a plus for that. Yeah. So uh, right. I'll, I'll wait my second one until you go first and then we'll can say a notable if we need to. Yeah. I was kind of a little bit all over the place with this. Cause I wasn't quite sure how to, which way to take it, but I, what honestly, so re, this is some recency biased after seeing spider verse, but I've been listening to that album on repeat like the Spider-Verse album, like all of those songs, like I literally worked out to it yesterday. Like it's great. And it stuck with me. Um, and it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to think of the movie to enjoy any of the music. I got some other ones that are more like movie scores that stand out to me too. Like, I know I'm jumping, you know, in front of you here, but Inception is one that I listen to over and over and over again when I was studying in college because I like to listen to things without lyrics in it. Sometimes if I was like studying, so like Inception was one that I always had. Same with the Gladiator soundtrack. That's one that I, I would ride with my grandma in her car and she had the Gladiator soundtrack. So like that's, yeah, that's what we listen to. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, Inception reminds me of South Park. They get just like a bump, 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 bump. Like, I don't know. They do something like not noise like that. But uh, I mean, those are interesting. I, what stuck out to me for kind of recent is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. There I thought go. they have a very, very consistent soundtrack that lasts throughout the whole movie, which kind of sets the tone for it as well. They did a really good job of just picking that out and going from start to finish with all those uh, music choices. I 100% would agree. Like, that's one that's really high on my list. Actually, some of the some of the music in my wedding was from that soundtrack. So mm-hmm. I think that that's awesome. Right? That maybe Even- should move that into my top. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you would think that would do, do well, it right. And then if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, I saw that that you had that written at the bottom of the notes. So I'm like, all right, I can't say Guardians. So I got to come up with something else. Fair, and that's why I left it for a second. I wanted you to go see if you want to say it first. That's why I left it my notable for that. So look, we're just being both good uh, co-hosts right now to each other. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, we got a good I thing like going here. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy. So um, I don't think I have any more notables for now. I think we're. I, I don't want. Yeah, we can always t- touch on more stuff later. But those are my top two that stick out to me. As my dog is hopping on my lap, so we wanted to. I kind of still want to stay in the salad, but still go recent as well favorite actor growing up and your favorite actor now and why kind of mm. do you want me to start this off yeah i think you're gonna take mine i don't know this because i didn't see that far but let's see okay. what you got hmm. so my favorite actor growing up and like this is you know not just as a kid more like when i was in middle school high school like you did for lord of the rings denzel washington i always loved mm. watching anything he was in Anything Denzel has stuck out to me. I still love Denzel now, but he's not really that favorite actor anymore. He's kind of just kind of staying pretty low to the ground with any big movies. But back in the day when you were younger, he was in every good movie you can think of. Yeah. Uh, mine was not that. I thought you were going to go Adam Sandler, which is mine, because those are like the movies you grew up with. Like every Adam Sandler movie that came out was an instant classic. Like you loved it. Like those are the movies you watched on repeat. Billy Madison uh happy gilmore which are not the same movie as we found out earlier <laughs> <Thank you>. um <laughs> mr deeds uh all of those movies like i would watch those like crazy um and obviously Waterboy, little nicky he fell off but we still have all those classics growing up with those yeah and sometimes like the the recency bias of someone you know adam sandler kind of throws you off and you don't want to pick him based on that but yeah i definitely agree he was one of my favorite growing up i just kind of forgot to add that you know when we're a little not doing much research like i do <laughs> you don't think of adam stanley for a second but denzel for like a serious role usually i like to do the comedy route and i wanted to stay steer clear of the comedy route just because I, I do appreciate denzel's work when i was growing up right all right and i kind of want to add it to the i'll see my favorite actress growing up as well not and this is more just i, I saw the name i looked up actually the 90s and it stuck out to me it was drew barrymore i don't like her now i just saw on this tv show I don't know what it was called, the hundred or something. I forgot. Oh yeah, but she's on a new. It's kind yeah. of annoying. Yeah, so I'm like, that show is like the same as like every other show. Like, can we can we do some originality at some point? Yeah, and Drew Barrymore, like she's kind of annoying now, but like back in the day, she was in every like kind of movie with with Sandler. She was doing all these different you know, films when I was growing up, and she was ever in, in all of them. So that's how she gets the favorite actress by being in movies that I've seen. I was trying really hard to think of like who my favorite actress was. Growing up, I guess I, I guess I would go with Carrie Fisher just being Princess Leia in Star Wars. Um, that was always she was impactful to me, I guess, growing up as like she wasn't the damsel in distress. She actually like was taking charge in a lot of the situations. So I guess I would have to go with that. 
Yeah, and then if you're going TV show, you could say Topanga. I don't know her real name, but no, I never watched that. Uh, I mean, Topanga's a babe. Everyone. I could say everyone, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, she was good too. She was in a lot of good stuff back in the day. All, we all backcast. So, but uh, now we'll kind of move to now with favorite actor and actress. So, mine was a tie, not a tie. I have one that stuck out to me, and that's Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he took the underdog role a couple of years for me or a couple of years ago for me when he never won an Oscar before. I'm like, how does this guy never won an Oscar? Um, and then I also watched the Catch Me If You Can movie recently, not recently, but when I was graduating college because our keynote speaker was the actual guy from Catch Me If You Can. I'm like, I want to watch this movie now. Leo was in it. It was a great, it was a great film. I love that he's movie. Been doing, yeah, he's been doing a lot of great films. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street's been a great TV movie for me lately. It's always on like FX. I still go and back and watch that with him and Jonah Hill, which gets me to my second person. Jonah Hill is so much fun to watch on Twitter and the stuff he does now. He's kind of gotten into serious stuff as well as funny, which I like that. I didn't think he could be able to do serious movies, but he's been in that new TV show or Netflix show with uh, Emma Stone. Yep. Yeah. And I watched that and liked that. He's done, you know, Moneyball in the past. He's in funny stuff as well. I think he's so well-rounded as well, which he makes my top actor with Leo. Nice. And that's a really good one because there's – I've played this game before, and I've, I've wanted to bring it up on the show, was, you know, you asked the question, if you could only watch one actor or actress's movies for the rest of your life, like you get their whole back catalog and anything they make going forward, who would you pick? Jonah Hill is always my answer because I get all those like funny movies from like the past. I'm getting all the cool stuff he's doing going forward. Like he's got such a wide range. Like if you're in a, you know, you want a comedy, you want a serious film, you want like just a, a baseball movie. He's got Moneyball. Like you've got Quentin Tarantino movies. You've got, you know, everything you could want from Jonah Hill. Like Superbad is still really high on my list of all time favorite movies. So Jonah Hill's a great choice. Um, my favorite actor now bounces around quite a bit. I will say um, it's hard for me to to just say one because there's a lot of actors where I'll be like, okay, that's their new movie. I want to go see it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to think about now. Like, who's that person now? Like, if if they're in a, in a leading role, I'm going to go out of my way to go watch that movie. And I think the only person that I can honestly say that no matter what they made that I would go see it would probably be Seth Rogen. Like if he's in a movie, I'm still going to go see it. That's the only, and that's not, you know, he's not one of those like serious actors where I like, I feel like I have a lot of really like serious actors that I love to go watch anything they're in. Like Leo's another one, but Seth Rogen is just someone who I always find funny. Even if I think the plem- the premise of his movie is going to be so dumb, I'm going to go watch it. And speaking of, like, I'm really into Future Man right now, which is on Hulu. It's on season two. It's, uh, it's a show he's producing. He's only in, like, one episode. So don't get your hopes up. But it stars Josh Hutchinson. It's really crazy. That was going to be my recommendation for today is to go give that show a chance. It's just really goofy, messed up but very nerdy at the same time. So that was beautiful. And Seth Rogen, I'm on getting to my Twitter, you know, fact of the day, Seth Rogen has been great online so far. Every, there's a bunch of like rappers and, and people doing st- shows. <laughs> yeah. And like, he comments on the thing, like, please be careful. You're high up in the air. And then like, he commented on Twitter saying like, 
I'm just trying to make sure everyone's safe on the internet. So he, he comments on all everyone's stuff. It's hilarious. Go follow him on Instagram and Twitter too, as well as our distraction podcast. I did see that. That's great. Yeah. He's like making sure everybody's okay. Somebody's got like, what was it? A little like baby tiger that they're like nursing on in their lap. And he's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, please be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. He's a great person. So yeah, and then actress. So it's it's just more recently biased. Like you said, it's something you want to see. And we did talk shirt about this trailer already, but I want to say Brie Larson just because I just love her right now. It's just recency bias. I there's probably better names out there. My dog just almost bit my foot. <laughs> <laughs> didn't hear that. I let out, let him out of the room for a second. But Brie Larson, my pick for now. We once again we didn't do too much research, so um, there's probably other names out there. But I'll let you pick while I let my dog out of the room. Got it. Um, yeah, that, this was another tough one. There's like a bunch that stick out to me. I really like Tina Fey. Always been a big fan of 30 Rock um, and a lot of the stuff that she does. Kristen Wiig. Um, See, I was going to say Kristen Wiig or like Amy Poehler, but I feel like I haven't seen them do anything. Yeah. Or anything to get excited about right now. That's why I didn't really put them on my list. Well, now. Kristen Wiig is really trying to do the serious thing. Yeah, but Tina Fey really has gone back into like the producing role and a little less in the spotlight. Um, but Kristen Wiig is trying to go a little bit more serious, and she is going to be the villain in the new uh, Wonder Woman movie. So you'll really? see her in that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm, I guess I'm here for it. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. I Should mean, we say? I didn't have this on the list, or if you if you want to add anything else before we move on. But I was going to say your favorite, your least favorite actor as well. If your least favorite actress, if you have any. Oh, everybody that knows me knows that if you put Katherine Heigl on, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> That's great. I, I I think she's you know good looking gal, but I can agree with that for the most part. She's in a very she was in uh, you know uh, knocked up at least. That's a good yeah, movie. I think she has ruined rom coms. I think rom coms went away when Katherine Heigl started getting cast. Wow. Okay. She, she is a terrible person. We can dive in. We can dive in on the rom com episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone knows I hate Jason Bateman by now. I oh yeah. Can't, I can't. I don't like think he's a bad actor. I just think the expectations of him are not on my side. Like, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. That Super Bowl pro commercial popped up with him in it, and I'm like, I literally was like, oh, Tim's gonna hate this. Yeah, I was wait. I was trying to find a reason to really hate it, but I'm like, it was. It was just a, a, a commercial. Yeah, it wasn't it, there was no good payoff at the end. Yeah, it had so a, it, was, it had premise, like it promise, but it just fell off. It was like, eh. and then also like you said with the Jonah Hill thing, kind of picking your if you're on a you know deserted island, blah blah. What would be your go to if you're on a deserted island? What would be the one genre of movie you stuck with the whole time? You can't be any other genre. Oh, this only makes us even better. I'm a big nerd, so sci-fi. I'm going to take sci-fi movies with me. Um, sci-fi fantasy, I'll just make wrap, wrap them both in there. But yeah. that's even better. You know, you're stuck on an island. You're probably in a miserable situation. Sci-fi kind of helps you escape a little. It's a little bit of escapism, a little distraction from your everyday life. So right. um, those are always stick out to me, and that would definitely be the case for why I would bring it there. I think it might be awful because I meant in the sci-fi, you might get these terrible um, situations where you try to like, you almost imagine yourself in that situation on a deserted island. You might get yourself scared. So I'm going comedy. 
basically just get yourself a laugh, kind of calm down, let your brain relax, let your body relax. I mean, when I'm watching a comedy, I just kind of get like, I'll watch Game of Thrones or something like that, and then I'll watch Ballers right afterwards, and I'm like, my brain just goes to sleep, and I'm, but I'm still watching a little bit. It's just nice having that comedy or like this random show you can watch without thinking about what's going to happen, what kind of twists. You just watch it because it's a comedy. No, yeah, you're right. And it, that's, that's a very good point. I mean, like I've said before, me and my wife will watch, um, this is us. And then we have to turn around and watch something like comedic yeah. after it, you know, to chill out a little bit. You're like, woof, that was heavy. <laughs> that could have been my T- Tim's TV talk time too. So I'm going to make that my Tim's TV talk time. Just bas- basically watching a serious show. Got to watch a funny show right after. So that's, that's my tip. <laughs> Everyone knows already. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm trying to think of another, like, just like any comedy, like I, for TV shows, comedy it's you know i like watching the dumb family guy stuff like that so when i guess that gets us to our next thing so i kind of wanted to phrase it like this so if i'm on like the good old bumble you know or, or tinderoni sometimes you get in the conversation like oh what's your favorite tv show what's your go-to shows and you kind of make a list of like the top seven you want to make sure you spread around make sure you're a diverse person and i jordan i know you're not in any dating apps or anything but what would you put <laughs> as like your top like seven tv shows you watch just uh, past or present that you would kind of list to kind of explain your personality. My goodness. Um, yeah, I didn't know that I was doing my Bumble top seven. I would have done this a little differently because I definitely didn't spread it out. Uh, the first one is Parks and Rec. I absolutely love that show. I think I've watched it all the way through at least three or four, probably three times all the way through. Um, it's just hilarious. All the characters are great. They continue to grow and they each bring something different to the table. Uh, rest of the development is just hilarious. And I don't think, I don't know if you want me to keep listing all of them, but I love the way that Arrested development sets up jokes. It, you know, something from season one, they're getting, they're setting up in season three for this small little joke that if you just watch the episode on its own, you would have no idea what the heck's going on. But if you're paying attention, there are subtle jokes everywhere and subtle hints to what's happening and what's going to happen. And it's just so clever, at least the first three seasons, that I just really have always enjoyed that. And going, it makes rewatching even better because you pick up on more stuff when you rewatch yeah. it. So I've, I've watched at least one seasons, one through three, I think probably five times through. Because they're, they're short. They're not very long. They're not long seasons and they're, they're quick episodes. Um, How I Met Your Mother is amazing to me. The worst lead character in one of the greatest sitcoms of all time with Ted. He's just terrible, but I could watch Marshall and Lily in a spinoff show forever. And I'd be fine. And Barney's great. Like Barney's one of those great characters that, you know, when friends ended, they were like, okay, we're going to give Joey his own show. I'm surprised Barney never got his own show. Like that's how impactful I felt Barney was. I'm also surprised that, all these people from How I Met Your Mother, um, except I can't remember her actual actress's name, who's in like the Avengers and stuff like that now, or, or whatever. Yeah, superhero movies. Everyone, no one's really doing anything. I feel like they could say they I, they could do something together. I don't know what they would do actually. I don't know what they can do, but no one's really doing anything in that group of people anymore that uh, I know of. Even Jason Segel has been kind of quiet. Well, and- Jason Segel, he he was getting typecasted as the you know the big dumb idiot, mm-hmm. and he got really annoyed with that. So he's actually off doing other stuff. He wanted to start directing and producing and writing. 
He's actually written two books that um, I'm actually listening. I listen to Audible, so I'm listening to the second one right now. I enjoyed the first one. It's like it's a little bit like Ready Player One, but a lot darker. Um, he also did another movie about that's what's supposedly the greatest movie or greatest book ever written, and like he played the author who was going through a lot of you know mental health problems. Uh, it's very, very, very dark and just kind of hard to watch. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg stars with him in that. Uh, it's not a movie I'd recommend, but he did a really good job. And it shows that he has, he's a really quality actor, but he has not gotten those dramatic roles that I feel like he's really kind of wants to pivot to. Yeah, right, that makes sense. Do uh, you want to add any more before I say mine and we can kind of move on to our weekly wager. Sure. My last one would be just be Game of Thrones. Like, how can you not be Game of yeah. Thrones? I say, I'll actually start with Game of Thrones. Because my list, I kind of wanted to touch on every single, like, channel as well as, like, genre. So I kind of start with Game of Thrones. And I usually go, like, to, a, you, know, you know, my funny stuff, like Family Guy, South Park. Uh, and, like, sometimes I'll throw in a modern family every once in a while. Yeah. And now, now yeah. the good places on my list of, like, top ten shows I probably watch now along with Parks and Rec in the Office, just kind of based on nostalgia, or not nostalgia, but based on this, like, I rewatch those nonstop. Um, the challenges on my list, Breaking Bad, and that's that's pretty much my list right there. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you didn't have more reality TV on there. Just, you just need one. You can't, like, once again, you can't have too much of the same genre. You gotta have one. Like, the challenge is fine. That's all I need. <laughs> that tells enough about Tim in a bumble conversation that's not, that's the, i think we have to know each other pretty well so let's move on to the weekly wager <laughs> then we'll get to uh, ranking our guests really quick sounds good you can't just ignore the bet it's a bet you bet in a bet and if you lose you lose the bet so um i know i was supposed to watch the pop star never stop popping <laughs> never stop never stopping i couldn't find how to watch it i was having trouble so Instead, I watched Velvet Buzzsaw, the one you recommended, or at least kind of threw out there as a recommendation through our oh. Netflix. Oh, did you? So um, I actually have 15 minutes left because the Super Bowl is starting to get we had a <laughs> Super Bowl. So I have like 15 minutes left in it. I will, I'll kind of summarize a little bit, and obviously I don't, don't know the ending, so I can't spoil it for you guys. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't spoil it for me because I have yet to watch it. So I, I will give a brief description, though. It's pretty much an artsy, fartsy movie. It's like this whole art culture of people together who are always going to these art shows and kind of exploring new art. And they are all like, you know, it's uh, what's his name? The main guy. I can't think of his name. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. I, was gonna, I thought it was him. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a, uh, I would say, bisexual uh, artist. And he goes and buys art from different areas, blah, blah. And then. There's this lady who's kind of an up-and-coming artist where she wants to be, and she finds this person dead. She finds all this art. It's very eye-appealing, and it gets people, like, thinking different things and going almost crazy to the point where the art almost starts to take over their lives in a certain way. And the art takes over. It's kind of unrealistic in certain certain aspects that kind of get you lost, but it still has a decent concept, I guess. They did some things wrong, I felt like, which kind of got me lost and not paying attention. But the overall art thing was kind of cool to see at first, and then I haven't finished yet, so I'll let you know how I feel about it later. That mm, are not really inspiring me to go watch it. Well, now you have to, but because you said you you wanted to watch it, but I don't know. There's just some unrealistic parts that like it's because it's such a real movie. Like you think it's real, then they get into these unrealistic parts where like 
that mm. happen. Like you're supposed to be a real movie right now. How'd you, right. How'd you do that? It's setting weird expectations and not following. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I would I would buy a small pop for that movie. <laughs> okay. So my hopes are now down when I go into this. My expectations have lowered. That's good. I like that. So um, let's do shout-outs really quick. Um, I, producer Tim mentioned – we should only we can't do shout outs that long. So I say we just keep the three shout outs per week. Got it. That seems cool. So we keep it short. So one, shout out Billy Eichner. Two, I didn't think two, shout out to the challenge, because it's coming out tomorrow. And three, shout out to producer Tim. Nice. Mine'll be one. Shout out to my wife who's not feeling very well right now. And she should probably listen to the last week's episode. Two, shout out Zachary Levi, who we just put out a social post shouting him out. So go and like it, at Pod Distraction. And third, shout out to Future Man, which is my recommendation this week. If you're looking for a TV series to just watch something that's just crazy stupid. Fun. Nice. So um, for the ranking of the podcast guests, I don't think we have enough time. So yeah. we'll do that another time. Yeah, we're going to have to get to that later. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay. Like we see every episode. Sorry, guys. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time. You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait. I'm not?